0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring.
1: By okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you, you, you. Still have pro
2: men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. there's Saul Tlemachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball.
1: Baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Sometimes you're reminded of the human element of Major League Baseball. Every time we say that team against that team, those guys hate those guys, whatever it is. Yeah, you're competing. We see that a lot. We see people yelling. We see people fighting and everything else. But let's pause for a second to appreciate that there's a lot, a lot of friendships that cross over from team to team, from clubhouse to clubhouse. We reminded of that Wednesday night. When Kendall Graveman and Garrett Whitlock pitched in the same game, Houston Astros versus Boston Red Sox, so why do we bring that up? Well, because it turns out those guys go way back they 're the best friends, they live down the street from each other, and it just is a reminder I think we 'll use this baseball 's and boring on the go as a reminder that that you know season ends, you can be really good friends. You could even live right down the street from somebody and next thing you know you're competing against each other in a huge huge game in the postseason chase which Whitlock and Graveman did but I sat down with Kendall Grayman to ask him a little bit about that relationship and and obviously he was very very good great backstory great perspective the whole ball of wax all right here you go here's Kendall Graveman talking about his buddy Garrett Whitlock so you, he said, uh, you lived down the street from him, or <laughs> lived yeah. pretty close to him? Yeah, we lived in, this, in the same area,
2: and then worked out and trained together. Okay, in Birmingham. Okay, yeah. How long? So how long do you know him for? Probably for two off seasons, so three years now. Okay, I didn't see him much last year because he was rehabbing a lot with his uh, with his hip from the surgery. Right, right. But the two previous off seasons, we've been throwing partners. So, uh, he's a he's
1: a guy that I see five days a week during the office. Do you really? Yeah. And like mm-hmm. you, not only you throw with him, you're like right down the street from, yeah. or not, you know, yeah, real, yeah. how how far away do you live. Probably, I don't know, less than a fifteen minute drive.
2: Really? Yeah, fifteen twenty. Minutes. And you go to the same church and everything. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so, and know his wife and um, just getting to know them through. Yeah, through church and then also training together. I remember he came in the first time. It was, uh, we put like 135 pounds on a squat bar and about crushed him. And he was just not developed physically and and was, you know, he's a good athlete. But he needed that training. Um, And we both trained at a place called Tinsley Performance. And the guy's name is Cal Tinsley, which he may have shared with you. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just going through that. And then somebody, he was somebody that I really... I kind of drew close to because I knew he was accountable and he would show up every day and he would work hard. So um, anybody that's like that, I kind of gravitate towards. Even though I was an older guy and been established in a league that was at the gym, mm-hmm. I saw him as a guy that was... Um, Somebody I thought could be a big leader. And then when he went through all this stuff with the Rule Five draft and everything and not knowing where his career was going and So you knew him even before the Rule f- yeah, before so Five. Yeah, so I okay. knew him for yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know exactly when we met, what year that was, but it's been several years. So when, when he we were all watching on T V I think I was actually not there that day, but I remember them huddled around the TV just waiting on the Rule 5 draft. Or I'd already gone that day home and then found out that he got picked up by the Red Sox. And I thought it was a really good pickup for them. You know, the Yankees, uh, I guess, didn't see the value in him and just let him go. I saw the character, the heart, the work ethic, um, the physical ability that he had. And then playing catch with him, I saw what kind of stuff he had too as a pitcher and a, and a baseball player. Um, some days it was not the most fun game of catch because it moved so much and he was throwing <laughs> it so hard. I'm just like, Gary, we got to calm down. <laughs> but no, it was, uh, we've had a lot of cold mornings together throwing. We've had a lot of. <laughs> Uh, Strenuous workouts together, and when you do stuff like that with people, especially go through some challenging times, I think it brings you closer together.
1: So, him and I've had a a good relationship ever since we've met. So, you said he was having, even back then, he was having a hard time, he was doing his best, but he's having, he was just a skinny kid, whatever. And how far he's come, like, even uh, obviously, he's come a long way as a major leaguer, but physically, that's right, you know, Uh, yeah, I think physically, that's the biggest thing that changed for him. It's just
2: the The attention to detail of getting in the weight room and, um, you you know, and and working on getting stronger and working on getting uh, a little bit bigger and uh, trying to hold up the best he can uh, throughout a long season and, Mm. you know, it was special because, you know, his first year he comes in. He's pitching meaningful games and back into the games and getting teams to the playoffs and pitching him and I performing against each other in 2021 Uh, when I was with Houston and he was with the Red Sox. And, you know, I was throwing uh, one half of the eighth inning. He was throwing the other half of the eighth inning. And it was like, it's pretty special. That moment was special for me to see. how fun that was um and he's coming all the way and then i know he didn't have the offseason he wanted as far as training this year because he was recovering and rehabbing mm-hmm. um but i suspect that this off season he's looking forward to getting back in there and and physically having a, a,
1: a off season where he's healthy mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of good pitchers and obviously everyone's different mm-hmm. but like you said you probably can tell yeah. that, like, okay, this guy, and not only physically, but mentally, right. that he's going to be able to function yeah. and be pretty
2: good, right? That's one thing I continue to talk to him about. When he was early in his career, before he even became a big leaguer, you know, he's, in, I think he had only pitched in double A, been injured a little bit, and then he got roll five and then knew he was potentially going to be in the big leagues, so there's always that shock factor of, do I belong in the big leagues? And I, at that point, and, you know, in the big leagues for... Um, better part of six years and I knew that he had this stuff so then it comes down to the mentality of just being able to go attack and trust your stuff mm. and talking to him a little bit throughout the process about that and, um, because like I said once again I saw the, the movement I saw the deception um, of what he threw to me just playing a game of catch and that's, um, that's something I tried to encourage him with and when you have all of that you, you have a big leaguer yeah. and then it comes down to how can I keep my body healthy mm-hmm. to be a big leaguer for a long time which I know he'll put in the work and you know, I live by this rule if if you can prepare mentally and physically for a game and you can give me 100% effort mm-hmm. then I'm okay with whatever execution happens mm-hmm. and he does those two things. He controls what he can control as far as preparing for a game. And then give, he's going to give you 100% effort every time he's out there. And a lot of times because he does that, he will execute well and perform well.
1: And a lot of people pull for a lot of people. when of your buddies, and you always pull. Like every, I did a... Talked to Todd Jones, yeah. right? He had sent a video of himself yeah. in the living room with playoffs, <laughs> and there, you know, yeah. but like it seems like you know this that you guys, that's yeah. I mean, you weren't pulling for him in the eighth inning it was right. the playoff game, but that's right. But no, I think it's it's in the moment. Obviously, you're pulling for
2: your team, and you want your team to win. But then afterwards, uh, you reflect on how unique and you know pretty cool it was to because it's different than playing with a guy in the big leagues minding his relationship I didn't meet him when he was in the big leagues I met him when he was in the minor leagues before we he even thrown a pitch in the big leagues mm-hmm. he built a relationship before he was a big leaguer and I think that's pretty cool um, that I get to see guys come through Birmingham in the off season and work out and train and I have my own thought on it this guy's gonna be a big leaguer or not and i did with him (laughs) and i'm glad i was right (laughs) and uh, so i I always enjoy seeing that that from my end of seeing guys succeed and making it to live out their dream because it was a dream of mine one day too
0: it's blazing hot outside you get in your car to turn on the ac to get cold air pumping but it blows hot air out this issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the ac system you want an easy all-in-one solution